from the Virtual Summit, the Corps presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Rick Ruby and Carson Vaughn. Today's topic, generating 100 leads per month with 25 closings, part two. So listen, one thing I want to let you know, all my coaches are answering all the questions. I know some of you have okay businesses and you think you're spectacular. I have 44 coaches watching live. Every question that comes up in the chat, all my coaches are answering. After every coach does a session, they'll respond to everything you could have. So we'll get all your your questions answered in the chat room. We'll take care of it all. So Robin is now answering all the questions. So one of the things I want you to know is this next session right now, Carson Bond is going to teach his database and his VIPs. He did 92 transactions last year. He's done a great job taking care of me. After that, I'm going to come back up and teach you three closing techniques. So right now we have Carson Vaughn. Wow, I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Wasn't that so good? Robin and Phil, hats off to both of you. Robin, trust is earned in drops and lost in buckets. I love that. So many, many good tactics. Man, I'm honored to get up here to, to talk to you guys, my friends. My core family, I'm absolutely honored to get my big shot on the main stage, baby. Even though it's kind of through a camera, kind of virtual, it's kind of almost the same thing. I'm super excited to talk to you guys. My name's Carson. I'm in Austin, Texas. I'm Rick's blue-collar guy, the guy he says he would want to meet want with him in a dark alley. Yep, that's me. Funny thing, I've never been in a dark alley fight. In fact... I've never even been really in a fist fight other than maybe the one time my younger brother and I got in a fist fight. Uh, I think it started one morning before school when we were in high school. Uh, something about me eating the last cinnamon roll and he pushing me over it. I think I tackled him. We were on the ground rolling around before I knew it, we were throwing punches. Oh my God. You should have seen my mom's face. She was horrified, absolutely horrified. And her two sons rolling around throwing punches. So, Rick, I'm really not that dark alley fighter, but, you know, if that's what you want to label me as, I love it. I'll be that guy. I know what you mean, a blue soldier guy. You know, to me, that really means someone that follows a plan, that doesn't think about things and really just follows a plan. Um, in fact, I lost my brother about 10 years ago in a car wreck, and I found so many new brothers in the core, my fellow coaches, uh, many of my students, you guys are a family to me. The core is a family to me. This really is my second family. A little bit about me. I got in the mortgage business back in 2001. I was introduced to the core in 2007. See, I went to college with someone that you might have heard of, Josh Sigmund, and he brought me to my first core event in 2007. I think at the time I was making about $150,000 a year. Fast forward, I signed up for coaching a couple years later. I regret that I waited two years to sign up for coaching, but I did. I signed up for coaching. I took the big plunge. I was really scared about it. It ended up being the best decision I've ever made from $150,000 a year earner in 2007. Fast forward 10 years later, making a million dollars a year. Now I've been over a million for five years in a row. I made 1.25 last year. I only say that because if a blue-collar guy like me can do it, any of you can do it. You can follow a simple plan. So 
Fast forward to now, this year, I'm having my best year ever. I run a small branch here at Guild Mortgage, and I'm on pace to have, like I said, my best year ever. In fact, come to think about it, that's kind of what we do around here. We have our best year ever, every year. So, I I really want you guys to think long and hard about being coached. If you're a student, I need you to recommit. If you're a guest, you need to think about signing up for coaching. I'm in for life. I'm always going to be coached. As a blue-collar guy, I follow a simple plan. That plan that we've been working on at the core for the last 19 years. You see, we teach our lenders to get business from three main categories. Number one, realtors. We get our business, 50% of our business ought to come from realtors. Next, we teach database. 25% of your business should come from the database. And finally, your VIPs, 25% of your business should come from VIPs. As you can see on my cover page, I'm about 40% business from VIPs and database, and the other 60% comes from realtors. So system one, let's talk about it, right? Who needs to work more on calling their database and working their VIPs? By a show of hands, let me see you out there. Wow, that's most of you. Awesome. If you take nothing else from my talk on system one with working your database, I want you to write this down. Less is more. By more, and I mean much, much more, the fewer people. Yes, even with your database, I want you to be more to less people. With 2,500 past clients, I've been in the business about 20 years. With 2,500 past clients, you would think my database would be about 2,500 people, right? Wrong. That's not right. I have about 750 clients in my database that I engage and try to stay in a relationship with. For me, I need to keep that number under 750. This way I can be in a relationship with them and make them feel special. I can't remember 2,500 people. There's no way. I have a hard time remembering who a few hundred people are. But with a CRM and some cheat notes, there's literally about five or 600 past clients that I consider people that I remember something about them, something about their transaction. So let's get started with how I work the database. I'm gonna give you guys three or four tactics around each system. System number one, work in your database, right? Tactic number one, mail or video email to your database monthly. We teach you in the core to all a letter from the heart and the evidence of success. Marvin, if you guys would pull up my next slide, the examples of my letter from the heart and the evidence of success. Awesome. Leave it up for just a second. I think the secret to the letter from the heart for me, for a guy like me that honestly is more transactional than he is relational. So, Rick, this, I get my wife to write my letter from the heart. I know you're going to kill me, Rick, but that's literally what I do. You see, she was a, a fifth grade teacher, and it's, it's, it's easy for her to write about the kids. I gave her just a couple of house rules. I said, honey, here are the rules. Number one, you have to make fun of me in the letter. Number two, you have to talk about the kids. Number three, you got to talk about pets. Number four, talk about hobbies. And then I'll sometimes give a lesson that I learned, a mistake I made, make fun of myself and what I learned from that mistake. And what we find is that people can then connect with me on a personal level because we have 
something in common around kids or around pets. Quick example of one of my uh, favorite letter from the hearts. You go move on. You can go back to me. You can go live to me. We're done with this slide here, Marvin. Um, so one of my very favorite letter from the hearts was when I decided, I don't know why I decided to do this, but I decided to sign up for a uh, triathlon. And that's where you swim, you bike, and then you run. And I wrote about this experience in my letter from the heart. And I had so many people that said, hey, I didn't know you were a runner. I didn't know you were a swimmer, et cetera. But uh, the funny thing that I wrote about in my letter was that I remember that day being down on the banks of the river in Austin. And I'm looking at myself as the sun comes up. I'm looking down, and I'm wearing bike shorts, spandex bike shorts. And because it's a swim, you don't wear a shirt. You don't have shoes on. So literally, I'm wearing these tight black spandex, and I'm wondering, God, all these guys are fit, and I'm the only, like, overweight, fuzzy, hairy, not trimmed up looking dude on the edge of the river about to jump in the river to go swim. So they shoot the gun. My, my group goes off. I jump in the river. I start swimming. And I was prepared for the water to be a little murky because it was the river, right? Well, I couldn't see a thing. I mean, literally, I'm getting kicked in the face by people. I'm doing my best to, like, try to swim through the wake of everybody that's, like, flying through the water. And about mm, 60 seconds into not being able to see a thing, I, I just popped my head up, and I realized that my goggles were still on my head and not on my eyes, and that was why I couldn't see so I told that story in the letter from the heart, and you wouldn't believe how many phone calls and emails I got about um, people that also race and that ride, et cetera. And so it just really helped give me a reason to connect with those clients. So that was on the letter from the heart. Number two, you have to call your database. We teach in the core to call your database on, 30, on Thursday. Honestly, we're supposed to call 30 people every Thursday. Now, I know you guys aren't all doing that. I know you're not all calling 30 people on Thursday. I probably average 15 or 20 on Thursday when I make those calls, but I'm committed to getting better. And it's gotten better lately as we've been in the office more, making more phone calls or at home and not in as many face-to-face meetings. So um, I, I want to share with you guys a quick script that I use when I call my database so let's say that I'm calling Tim Laduna, one of my students. Let's pretend he's one of my past clients, right? So if I call and said, hey, Tim, it's Carson with Guild Mortgage. How are you? Oh, that's great. How's your wife, Jessica? Man, I'm glad to hear. How are the kids? It's Landon and Carter, right? Oh, man, my kids are growing like crazy also. Are you guys loving your home? Gosh, I'm so glad to hear. Have you talked to your realtor lately? Wow, how much do you think your home is worth now? Do you guys plan on making any big projects, any changes to the house, right? I continue with this script and try to find a need and try to fill a need and then really try to be there um, to support them with anything I can. At the end, I close with this. I say, hey, Tim, can I ask you a question? Did we do a good job? Would you use us again? Can I count on you to refer me someone by the end of the year? You guys have heard this. This is Rick's script, and it's what I'm committed and what we use when we call on Thursdays after we build some rapport. Tactic number three, send a video on their birthday and on their mortgage anniversary. So here's what I do, just a little cheat on this. So I pre-record a video of me singing them happy birthday, and then I use that for the next six months. 
Now, you may ask, how can I make a personal video to go out to all of my database? Well, it's really simple. You just sing, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. So you don't name them individually, and you record this video once, and I send it out. My assistant sends it out. We get birthdays for a week at a time, and so they get a birthday of me being a goofball, singing them happy birthday. The second thing we do is we send an anniversary video out to them. And, Marvin, if you would roll my anniversary video real quick. Hey, it's Carson Ball with Your Mortgage. I wanted to congratulate you on your mortgage anniversary and really just thank you from the bottom of my heart, from me, from Gil Mortgage, from my team. Thanks for trusting us with handling your mortgage in the past. We're here for you. If there's any questions that you have, feel free to reach out to me. Also, be on the lookout for an invitation to our year-end holiday party. I'd absolutely love to see you there. And then finally, a quick market update. Rates are unbelievable right now. In the 20 years I've been doing this, they're the best I've ever seen. If you're interested in looking at exploring if we could lower your monthly payment or if we could shorten your term and help you and your family save some money, click on the link below. I'd absolutely love to chat with you. Thanks so much. Take care. Awesome. Love it. So, we talked about calling your database. We talked about emailing and videoing your database. Now, finally, I want you guys to have a client event. So, Martin, will you please show the Santa party slide? So, this right here, this is here's the Santa slide. Awesome. This is one of my favorite and my wife's absolute favorite parties of the year. We invite clients and VIPs to this party. And what we do is we have a Santa come to the party and we have lots of kids at the party, past clients, mostly VIPs and past clients, and Santa hands out gifts to the kids. He reads a story to the kids. Then the kids get on Santa's knee, and we get pictures, so the past clients love getting their picture with Santa. It's in my home. In the very center is Josh and I. Josh is, yes, Josh is a VIP of mine, and he's been to this party many times. Afterwards, we go out on the back porch, and I have, I love music, and so I have friends that are musicians, and they bring their instruments, and they play Christmas songs. And we all sit around on the back porch, and we sing along to the Christmas songs. And it's fantastic. People come and go. They leave when they want to leave. We go till way late in the, middle of the, in the middle of the night on the back porch playing songs. In fact, I think I have a short video, Martin, if you play that next video of us singing on the back porch. She got my sleigh tonight. And I love him. As I shouted out with glee. I love it. Isn't that great? That's one of our absolute favorite things. We do some other parties as well. Um, we have we have a big year-end holiday party, and we do another party in the spring. Um, the second system I want to talk to you guys about is working your VIPs. And to me, a VIP person is typically a business person that I can refer and I can support. And over time, this business relationship turns into a personal relationship. My biggest takeaway for you here. Yep, you got it. Less is more. Have fewer VIPs, ones that you want to hang out with, ones that you want to talk to, ones that you are genuinely concerned about them and supporting their business, their career, um, part of their family, and someone that you want to have a real friendship and relationship with. Remember, I'm Rick's blue-collar guy, and it's been pounded into me over the last 10 years. 
I don't need you to come up with any new ideas. I don't need you to think about it. I just need you to follow my plan. So the truth is, he's right. What he's talking about is old school, tried and true relationship selling. You know what to do. Guess what? We mail them. What do you mail them? Letter from the heart, evidence of success. You've heard this before, right? For me, my VIP list is about 60 people. I divide it by four. I call them on Friday. That's what we teach you guys, right? So every Friday, I call 15 VIPs. For me, the key to making the calls is to make sure that they know that they are a VIP. Tell them why they are important to you and why they are a VIP to you. Find a need of theirs and fix it. If not, find something to invite them to. In fact, talking about inviting them to something, here's where I feel like there's some secret sauce in here. It's something that I feel like we do really well, and that's inviting them to something. I found it was a lot easier to hang out with my VIPs if we did things that I enjoy doing, right? So as I think about the groups that I have that are recurring events, it's all around things that I enjoy doing. So Rick taught me a long time ago that he used to play basketball with his realtor. So I was like, well, what do I do? I like to mountain bike. So guess what? Um, show the next picture of the slide, if you would, Marvin, of some of the activities that I do, please. Awesome. So let's talk about these, right? The top left, this is my Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 5.30 a.m. mountain biking group. The top left picture, we have lights. We ride around Town Lake in Austin at 5.30 in the morning. It's 10 miles. For me, it takes about 30 minutes. For some of the guys, it takes about 40 minutes. Just kidding. It takes us about a half hour to go around. We then have coffee. The bottom left picture is us guys about, I think in this picture, is maybe 12 of us having coffee from about 6 to 6.15. By 6.30, we're out of there. I run back home. I shower, shave, change, take my kids to work. The top right, I love to do stuff outdoors, right? So um, with, there's a group of dads. There's about four to six of us dads that once a month we get out and take our kids hiking, fishing, sometimes camping. But let me tell you, camping's a lot of work with all the gear. Um, my wife and I love to eat and drink and host parties. So the bottom right is us hosting a party um, with, I think, there's four or five couples in the picture. And we... I uh, had a nice dinner. My wife's really good at cooking, and so we just love to hang around with our VIPs. Um, and we have a monthly dinner club meeting, or I mean, it's not a meeting, gathering that we do. Also, one thing that I don't, I don't have a picture of is on Tuesday and Thursday at 3.30, I have a boot camp instructor that comes to the office, and he works out my team on top of the parking garage. My VIPs are invited to come work out, right? I'm already paying the instructor. He's on a Tuesday, Thursday, $75 a session. As many people can show up as they want, and we work out on top of the parking garage. And it's been absolutely fantastic in keeping me in front of my VIPs by having them do the things that I already enjoy and I love to do, that I want to do, that I would be doing anyway. I would be mountain biking. I would be out hiking and fishing with the kids. I would be having dinner parties. We have them at our house in the backyard sometimes, and I'll cook paella on the green egg and then send Hunter a picture of my paella because, Hunter, you know my paella is better than your paella, baby. In any case, I'm going to close with this, try to stay on time here. There's two things I want you guys to remember. Guess what the first one is? 
Just guess. Yep. Less is more. Go deeper and make a bigger connection. Be in more relationship with those in your database and in your, and, and on your VIP list. Number two, be coached. Follow a plan. Do what you're told. Be more like me. Be more blue collar. And now, without anything else, it's my pleasure to introduce Bring back up to the stage my man, the legend, my mentor, the guy I love that's responsible for getting me here, Rick Ruby. Thanks, Carson. I appreciate you a lot. Now, listen, I just gave you two extreme, three extreme opposites. Phil, outrageously charming. Robin, mid-range charming, but Robin is probably the most magnetic. Raise your hand if Robin is amazingly magnetic. She draws you in. You want to be around her. You want to hang out with her. And then you have Carson, very tactical, very follows an exact script, takes direction really well. All three of them do what they're told, and they're great soldiers. You know, in the core, all 491 of my students, all 40 of our coaches have a dashboard. The dashboard is their last year income divided by 12 plus 10%. So Carson's dashboard, he made about a million two last year. His dashboard's like 120 a month income, 24,000 saved. That's his dashboard. So just so you know, my dashboard is a million dollars a month. I made over 13 million last year. So my dashboard is a million dollars a month. I save 200 grand a month and I give away 100 grand a month. So this next session is why I make so much more money. Blake, you with me? Blake. Looks like you're not with me, big boy. That's my man. Stay with me. Stay present. Stay focused. I can see you all as you're distracted, yelling at your teams, working on your stuff, not paying attention. So listen, I make a lot of money because I'm a professional salesman. Most of you are mortgage reps and realtors better than you are salespeople. So I'm going to teach you how to close. What I was taught as a professional salesman at Dale Carnegie, a professional salesman at Xerox Sales Training, a professional salesman in the furniture business. I've never been a mortgage expert. I know the least about mortgages on this call. Todd's a professional businessman. Most of you are professional lenders or professional realtors. I'm a professional salesman. If you could all become more professional as salespeople, you will make way more money in way less time. So I will teach you my three favorite closes that I use every time I talk to everybody. These are my three closes, go to every time, never miss, never fail, all the time. Unlike you guys that do something good occasionally and you want to talk about the one time you sent a gift, how great it was, or the one time you made these calls and how great it was. I do my stuff. 97% of the time. You will find the people that are the most successful are the most consistent. The lowest income earners on this session over the next two days are the people that are occasionally spectacular. They're not regularly spectacular. Phil, Robin, Carson, they have become, Kendra, they have become regularly spectacular. Not occasionally spectacular. So I'm watching some of the stuff in the chats, and I'm, I'm like, well, I know that guy. He only makes 400 grand. Why is he talking? He should be asking more questions. That's the truth. The bigger pile theory is what the core is about. I make the most monthly money. I save the most money. I give the most money away. I'm an expert salesperson. So when I teach you these sales skills over these next 20 minutes, 
I want you to make them mandatory, practiced. I want you to video all of these closing skills and practice them. And I want you to do them over and over and over again. Like I was picking on Blake. He's one of our number one guys at Summit Funding. He's made over a million dollars four years in a row. He's a very good student. He's on the verge of being spectacular all the time. His consistency is a little off, and his passion is a little light. Like there's times Blake is so excited, so fired up, he's like ready to be on my big team. And he works on my Summit Funding coaching team. And then there are other times where he's just not as excited as he should be. So here's what I know. People are going to spend money with me. I'm going to make a commission. I am excited. It starts with your mindset. You need to be excited that they're going to pick you and they're going to give you money for selling them something. How many of you have had a laborer's job, some type of labor? Raise your hand if you had a labor job at one point in your life. So I did insulation. So you put all this insulation under the house, you got $8 an hour. Then I got a promotion. They cut a hole in the roof, and I dropped in, and I blew in all the insulation. I made $11 an hour. And then I got another promotion, and I stood on the block wall, and I put the foam from hole to hole in a block wall, and I got $12 an hour. And then I got in sales. And all of a sudden, in the furniture business, I'm making forty grand a year. I'm making like $80 an hour, and I'm not getting dirty, and I'm not getting tired. So listen, from the day one when I got in sales, I am excited to be in sales. People are going to pay me money to meet their needs. So the first secret, the first secret in the sale is my favorite rule of a conversation, of a meeting. I have to find a need, and I have to fill it. You have to find a need every time with a client, and you have to fill it. That has to be the main focal point of every conversation. You meet with your team. What is their personal need? I need to fill it. Uh, like one of the greatest things that we gave you last night is giving each one of your team members $300 to buy stocks with. How many of you are going to do that in the next couple weeks? Raise your hand. Everyone raise their hand. Raise your hand. You're going to do it, Blake. You're going to give each team member $300 in their E-Trade account to buy some stocks. And once a week, you're going to talk with them about their stocks. Who's stocking? Like, my wife has Lululemon. It's kicking my fanny. I got Nike. She got Lululemon. I'm down 20%. She's up like 2%. And we make fun about it. We talk about the stocks. So I want to get your team engaged in the stock market. Just like when you're talking to a client, you have to get them engaged about their new house. So you have to take it away from real estate, and you have to take it away from lending. So here's what I do. I talk to every client about the furniture they need to buy for the upcoming house. Tell me what furniture you have to replace. It's the most mandatory question when you get a real estate lead or a lending lead. What furniture do you need to buy for the house after they've found a house? What remodeling do you plan to do first? You know, paint and landscaping is the cheapest, so we just moved into this house. Let's not get a lot of debt. Let's focus on painting some rooms and landscaping. What rooms have your kids picked out, and how are you going to decorate your kids' rooms? I put them into the house. Part of sales is you take the client from getting ready to buy it, and you put them in the house. So you're thinking about the furniture, the parties, the remodeling. So stop being so tactical about the real estate transaction and the lending transaction, and talk to them about the home itself, about what they're going to do after they bought it. 
So I've already put them from borrowing money to get it to moved into it, painting, furniture, remodeling. So I put them in this thing. And I always ask them a big thing. In the next five years, what's the one big project you want to accomplish in this house? What's the one big thing that you'd love to change? One big thing. You want an outside uh, patio? You want a pool? You want to remodel the kitchen? What's the one big project? And you put that in the CRM. And then when you call them, three months, six months, nine months with your updates, you mention to them, hey, I haven't forgot that you want to put in a pool. As soon as we get enough equity, I'm going to help you refi this house so you can get that pool. So it's always about their need. So we're going to go through some closes. We're going to start with my favorite. I'm on page 21. Get my glasses. We're going to talk about my three closes. I've got scripts included that I use with all my scripts for all these closes. So you'll see on page 24, I have all my scripting. So we're on page 21, my closes. The first and most important close that I've ever used is the triangle for trust. Here's how it works. Marvin is buying a house. He's buying it from Roy is the realtor. I start off the conversation with how the borrower met the realtor. How do you know Roy? Oh, I met him. He's my wife's friend. They go to church together. Great. Well, do you trust Roy? Yes, I trust Roy. Well, here's how I met Roy. I met Roy in a similar situation through a friend of mine, and I found him a great counselor in my life. So let me tell you this. Because you trust Roy and I trust Roy, I'm going to work very hard for you to get to trust me. So that's called closing the triangle. Identifying the triangle is how do you know Roy? How do I know Roy? Closing the triangle, which is the secret, is I'm going to work really hard that you have the same trust with me that you have with Roy. This is how you close the triangle. You identify the triangle. How do you know Roy? How do I know Roy? You close the triangle that I'm going to build trust with you so that you can have the same trust in me that you have with Roy. Now, in a purchase of any transaction, everybody has fear. Now, they may not act afraid, but they are afraid. They've gotten two or three mortgages in their life, and they are afraid. They are definitely afraid of things going wrong, getting ripped off. The house doesn't go up in value. There's problems with the house. The mortgage won't work. I'll lose my job. I'll get foreclosed up. So people have a lot of fear about their transaction. Buying a TV, it's not the best TV. It's 9G, 5K. Who knows about TVs? I buy the biggest, cheapest TV when I go to Costco. Whichever is the biggest, whichever is the cheapest, that's the one I'm buying. Because what I know is they're going to come out with better ones in the next two years. So I don't do a lot of research. But there's three ways people make decisions. Their gut, their heart, and their head. Three ways. All decisions are made. Those of you that are not with me, when you think about coming with me, it'll be your gut, your heart, and your head. Your head is about data. Your heart is about feelings and colors. Your gut is about bullet points. So I'm going to worry about my bullet points and deal with my gut, and I'm going to work about my feelings. I'm going to keep people away from data. Here's how it would look. You go to Best Buy and you want to buy a camera. So the guy that uses data, he goes in, he says, which has the best pixels? Which has the best clarity? Which has the most of this, the most of that? He's all about the data. Then you got the guy that uses his heart, and he's like, which one has the biggest screen? Which one has the best color? Which one stores the most pictures? It's about pictures, colors, feelings. 
And then you have the bullet point guy like me that says, I don't care which camera is a good value, which does a good job for a fair price, and then that's the one that I take. So we want to keep our clients in their gut with some bullet points, and we want to keep in their heart when they're feeling. Every one of you have had the client that's asked too many questions. Raise your hand if you've had clients that have asked too many questions. Now, what you're doing is you're feeding into their problem because if they stay up here, they will not make a decision. They will have to think about it. They will have to come back later. All clients say, well, let me get more data. Let me shop around. You've lost them. You've got to keep them here about the furniture they're buying, about the remodel they're doing, about what room is Susie getting. Which room is Susie getting and what color are you painting it? When they start talking about data, you've got to drive them the feelings and you've got to drive them the bullet points. You qualify for the loan. You can afford the payment. We're going to pay it off early. We're going to show you how to get it done and get out of debt. So you got to keep them in the gut and in the heart when you're making a sale. you got to keep them here. Stop being a realtor. Stop being a mortgage person and be a professional salesperson. Guide your client down to choice. A good preacher will guide you to salvation. It's like I was watching Roy this morning give the half-hour sermon. And let me tell you, all of you need to go tomorrow morning and you need to be there for a half-hour. This is my personal mentor. He helps me be a better husband. He helps me be a better man. If you're not grounded in your faith, you are lost and crazy in the world of money and stuff. It's just not, and fear will consume you. So I think you should give it a shot tomorrow. Come see Roy for a half hour. It inspired me this morning to trust. Now, we're gonna, we talked about the triangle. You connect the triangle, that's what you all do, but you don't close the triangle. So the triangle close has to be, hey, you were referred by Bob. How do you know Bob? Oh, my God, he's your cousin. Well, is he a good cousin or a bad cousin? He's a good cousin. Do you trust him? Oh, my God, I take his advice on everything. Well, you know what's funny? I met Bob, and I feel the same way. Bob gives me a lot of advice. He just gave me advice on my landscaper to get a new landscaper, and the new guy is great. My hope is that you trust me as much as you trust Bob. That's the close of the triangle. So we acknowledge the triangle, and then we close the triangle. This is the number one close. I use it every time. Ever in my life, I use a triangle. Somebody knows somebody I know. Somebody who's referred to me by somebody else. Get to know the story of how they know them. Keep talking to them about their triangle until they say they trust that person. And then you talk about that triangle until you make it clear that you trust that person. Then you close the triangle. I look at all of you, and you close about 20 to 30% of your leads. Raise your hand if that's right. 20 to 30%. You use a triangle every time, you'll close 40% of all your leads. Do the math. 40% of the leads you get times $7,000 as a realtor, $4,000 as a lender. If I get you two more deals a month, that's eight grand a month as a lender. It's 15 grand a month as a realtor. Triangle. Every single time. Every single time. Use a triangle. Not occasionally. Not once in a while. Every single time we use the triangle for trust. Second close is a fear-based close. Fear-based close. The largest emotion in the world is fear. Love should be the greatest emotion in the world, but it's not. Fear is the number one emotion in the world. My favorite fear-based close. You can go down the street, you can keep your fingers crossed, or you can deal with me. Your friend Blake told you to come with me because he trusted me. I don't want to see you get screwed. 65% of all people that buy a house 
or get a mortgage are unhappy with their experience. Because you're Roy's friend, I'm going to make sure you have a great experience. So you can keep your fingers crossed. Everybody show me their new sales technique. You can keep your what? Fingers crossed and go down the street. Or you can come with me. I'll make it a great experience. I'll close on time. I'll keep you informed. Now remember, lenders, Quicken Loans did 75 billion last year. They're the number one lender in the industry and they've got a bunch of clerks working for them. So the reason people are coming to you is because of you and you managing that fear. So using a fear-based close every single time. Tomorrow night when I close, you'll see me say, you can keep doing what you're doing. I'm sure you're doing pretty good. I hope you break records or you can come with me and I'll guarantee you that I'll break records. I use a triangle and I use a fear-based close. Every one of you knows somebody in the core and they can tell you their story of how much they've grown, how much more money they've made, how much more money they've saved, how much they've cut their hours. So testimonial selling is so easy. So triangle for trust every client, fear-based close. Every time you create fear. Listen, have you, how many of you have known somebody that's had a bad real estate experience? Raise your hand if you know somebody that's had a bad real estate experience. How many of you know somebody that's had a bad lender experience? Woo! A lot of bad. If you got mortgages for me, you might have had some bad lender experiences throughout the years. So I'll tell you this. Every time I ask a client, tell me about the bad real estate experience you heard about it, they'll tell you how bad it was. They'll tell you exactly how to sell it. Every time I ask them, have you had a bad, known somebody that's had a bad mortgage experience? Normally they'll tell you their self. Listen, most of us do not, any of you do first time home buyers? Raise your hand if you love first time home buyers. I'm going to yell at you, so don't raise your hand, okay? Don't raise your hand. It's the worst business in the world to do. First time home buyers are broke. You got to make their dad happy. They have a stepdad happy. Their uncle's an electrician. First time home buyers are bad deals. We want move up buyers. And luxury buyers, we want to be in the two to five hundred price point. That's where we want to be lenders. Realtors, you want every deal to be ten million dollars because it's not harder to do a ten million dollar deal than a two hundred thousand dollar deal. So lenders, we want them two to five hundred. We want to sell vanilla loans. We got to ask them if they had a bad experience. And what do you think they will say every time that they personally have had a bad mortgage experience because they're not going back to the guy they had last time. First of all, the guy didn't stay in touch. And it was a bad experience. And always, always, borrowers say the same thing. Too many surprises. Too many last-minute phone calls. Too much asking for documentation later in the day. Too many last-minute phone calls. Now, the last close I'm going to teach you today is the lower the bar. Give you an example. If you're one of my 95 guests, you can sign up tomorrow for an interview. You're not signing to pay me 36 grand a year. You're signing up for an interview. You have nothing to lose. That's lowering the bar. If you come in for a free consultation and you don't like what I have, you're under no obligation because you were referred by Roy. I want to offer you a free consultation so you know what's going on. So as a last resort, you lower the bar. Well, let me just look at your house and see what I think it's worth. That's lowering the bar as a real. Period. You lower the bar. You make it easy for them to come with you. Listen, if you're pre-approved with me and any time you don't think I'm doing a good job, you can walk away and go somewhere else. There's no obligation. I only lower the bar when I don't feel I have the sale. So a lower the bar is, you know what? 
I'm close. I just don't have this guy. He's not mine. I don't own him. And in the close, you got to own that client. Like, there's a technique called mirroring. Let me tell you about mirroring. Guess what I'm seeing nine of you do right now? Putting your hands together like this and you're mirroring me. That's mirroring. You've got to do some mirroring when you're with the client. Cross your legs, move over, and see if they're copying you. You want your clients to be with you and mirror you. So I want to work on your sales skills. I gave you three scripts. I taught you my three closes. The triangle for trust, the fear-based close. You know somebody that's had a bad mortgage or real estate experience and lower the bar. I'd like you to come in for a free consultation. Because you were referred by Marvin, I want to offer you all the services my real estate company is available to find out exactly what you need to see if we're a good fit. So the lower the bar is you don't have the client and you want to see if they're a good fit. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.